Welcome to It's Still Happening, the only podcast created to inspire and support women who are the first in their families to break generational patterns, raise the bar, and create the life you desire and deserve through ancestral healing. I'm your host, Ash Johns. I'm an author, guide, and creative. And what I know for sure is we all have generational debris and generational superpowers within us that impact who we are, how we show up, and the quality of our lives. It's my hope that you both clear and connect with yours, experience the transformation that naturally flows as a result, and step into your power and leadership as a creational woman modeling what's possible when we heal and grow from our roots. If you've always felt called to walk your own path in life and are ready to create a ripple effect in your world, you're in perfect company. And if you've been desiring to break barriers and know that the past, present, and future are always intertwined, you found this podcast in divine timing. This is your invitation to pull up a chair and get out your notebook as I teach lessons learned and insights emerging from walking my own path of freedom. I hope to inspire you to do the same. Let's get into today's episode. I was speaking with a private client the other day and she was talking about how it's challenging for her to begin walking away from a specific situation that she's very familiar with and feels comfortable with. And as we were exploring this more and more, she kept bringing up things that I know we all say, and that is that the unknown is scary or she's afraid of the unknown. And what is known is more comforting and feels more safe. And while it's not exactly what she wants, she still knows it better than what she doesn't know. And I talked about this in previous episodes, but I really want to start this particular session together with this construct of this experience front of mind, because it is one of the most common and biggest lies and traps and pitfalls that we trip ourselves into is this believing we don't know what is coming for us. The truth is, we do know. That's the surprise of this episode. And the trapdoor to your freedom is that we do know what's coming. What's coming to us is exactly what we believe, what we feel comfortable in, if we're liberated and living actively in our lives, it's what we desire. It's also what is lying dormant in our psyches, in our wounds, and in our energy fields. And so unless we cultivate the space to be empowered to create what we want in our lives, we will. What does the young quote always say? It says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct our lives and we will call it fate, right? So today's episode is dedicated to all of us women who are deciding to become consciously empowered and creative in our lives, in our being, and in our existence. Welcome to the show, y'all. <laughs> Whatever it is that you are truly desiring is possible for you. So you have to start planning for it now. And those of us who have been women who are very well-versed and skilled in our doing and our functioning and our masculinity and our masculine energies and our outward expressions to make things happen, we, by activating our will, right, and our strength and our resilience and all of those good things, 
we know about this. We know about planning. We know about taking action. We know about moving into doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done for what we want. But what I want to illuminate for you is actually the power of your vision and your desire, your sight and your wanting. And igniting these two qualities or aspects of yourself characteristics even is really how I should probably speak of these, really illuminating them, igniting them, activating them, and bringing them together to work for you. I'm recording this podcast a day late. Sorry, Sarah. And under the energy of the eclipse and the full moon, our solar eclipse and the full moon and Scorpio, as we're all doing this huge slothing off shedding of old aspects of ourselves to once again go through a cycle of rebirth and I it got me thinking about what's being released in my own life and my own identity shift and a new brand and the evolution of my business and honoring the fact that things that used to ignite me do no longer do and things that I never thought would absolutely are and Allowing me, giving me permission to actually reflect on my life, especially my life as an entrepreneur in these last eight, nine, ten years. And so I said, what is the thorough line every time my life and business, my identity and expression took a turn? And while it felt like it took a turn for the worst, it actually was for my best because it's always working out this life. Everything that happens to me is actually happening for me. I know it sounds cliche, but that is a mantra I truly live by. And I remind myself in moments of transition that it's true. You know, everything that's happening in my life is happening for me. It's always working out for me. This is not just mindset. This is deep belief. And so when I looked over my life, I was like, my goodness, every time a huge transition, such as this one, but different than this one, but similar to this one, but different, right? <laughs> has happened, I have done this thing every single time. I've been doing this thing, this one thing every single time that has supported me. And I want to share that with you today. Let me give you some examples because as y'all know, I always teach by living and my stories always illuminate the things I'm teaching and sharing. And if you hear Ziggy whining in the background, it's because my mom is in town and she decided to spoil Ziggy, as I do, with the day not at the spa, because he did that last week, but he went to doggy daycare for the whole day and he's butt tired and he wants to lay in bed with me. And I won't allow him to lay in bed with me because he's going to be trying to get comfortable and he's going to be messing up the microphone. And like, so that's him whining outside the door. Sorry. Okay. So back to the story here. What I have always done is start envisioning and connecting to my desire for something different. And by doing those two things, I started activating an essence of possibility within my psyche, within my mind, within my imagination, within my body, within my energy field. And through that energy of possibility or that vortex of possibility, I've then been inspired and motivated to take rightful aligned action. And what I just said, this envisioning, this connecting to my heart, true felt sense desire allowing that to create this energy of possibility and allowing that to create inspired action is completely different than thinking about what you want 
and immediately going into action and figuring out how to make it happen. When we fall into the, how is this going to happen? I need a sign. Someone needs to push me. Someone needs to tell me. Someone needs to teach me. We are completely operating in our wounded feminine and masculine energy. And not to make this about polarity and stuff. I'm just sharing what I know, having worked with so many people and having led my own life amazingly well to this date, if you ask me. And what has been uncovered, looking at people's lineages and working with them with their ancestors to get them unstuck, right? Getting them unstuck from self-doubt, getting them unstuck from like burning out and always taking action, but not having any soul and love and trust in their energy field or being all about the flowy, trust, feminine, someone's going to take care of me, rescue me, damsel in distress and moving into rightful action, right? And it's the balance of these two that, as I was sharing in the Elevate Mastermind earlier today, it's the balancing of these two energies within us and also the balancing of those two energies within our entire maternal lineage and also in our entire paternal lineage it starts to heal these survival patterns that we call ancestral wounds, generational curses, that then manifest into these sabotaging behaviors and self-abandonment, right? Or even self-punishment where we're just doing, doing, and never allowing ourselves to have what we want until we perform or earn, right? All of those things. So I just wanted to like broaden the spectrum a little bit and now bring it back to what I'm saying. What I've always done is that thing. Envision what I want. The only way I can have the envision is if I give myself permission to desire what's in my heart. And what's in my heart truly, when it's truly from my heart, not from my wound, not from my scarcity, not from my lack, not from my control, not from my fear, but from my heart. Like this would explode my heart, make my highest self, inner child, inner self, true self, happy no matter what. Then it's part of my destiny right? So I want to give you examples of this. Vision comes from desire. Desire comes from heart. Heart is from my destiny. And then action comes from that energy of possibility of those things. And the action helps bring it to physical life, right? When I was interested in my book writing tour, those of you may have heard the story. I cried for over a year. Like I knew it was time for me to start working on this book. I knew that I desired to travel. I knew that I really had this feeling and desire to get free and let go of all this responsibility so I can tend to myself and tend to the infant that is this book. And um, I was grieving what was sure to come, which was a transition in my business. But I started planning, not from the strategic have the pipeline filled and have the post done and all this like doing masculine strategic perspective. I started planning this itinerary and this possibility, right? Creating that possibility by filling into where I wanted to go, by imagining what it would be like to write this book and what it means for me and how it would feel to sit down and type for hours and what it would be like to not have to go anywhere but just walk the streets and wonder as the ideas flooded into my system and I'm jotting it down on a notepad or on my phone just to get back and have a good meal and write again for the day. Like to not have to be anywhere or speak to anyone. Lose my phone because I'm just laying in bed resting and reflecting on what wants to pour into me. Like I got into imagining days like that and feeling into how much I longed for that. And 
when this desire really started coming into my field of awareness, I cried a lot. Like I was in a mastermind at the time myself as a participant. And I remember being in the bathtub, like thrashing around, trying to fight this idea and like trying to rationalize it and thinking about my team at the time and the flow of the money in the business. And I was like, how am I ever going to do this? Like, this seems so irrational. It seems like the antithesis of all that I've worked for. And I just was like resistance to it in the moment. But the more that I was thrashing around, the more I felt the desire for it. And like, I could not compromise it. And so not ignoring that desire and no longer being able to compromise started bringing forth the vision. And as I danced more with the vision and more with the desire, in came the possibility. And out of nowhere, it was like, this has to be a book writing tour. This must happen. All right, Elevate Mastermind Cohort 1 is about to end. I'm booking in my flights. Then came the action because I gave myself permission to envision it and to feel it and to desire it and to want it, you know? So yes, we can say I had to give myself the permission slip. That's true. But even when I give you permission, if I were guiding you or supporting you or you give yourself permission, it's not so much about the action of giving permission in my perspective. It's more about actual experience of permissioning, if you will. Like what is the action of permission? It's not the permission slip to walk the hall. It's actually walking the hall. And in this case, walking the hall was feeling into the creative process of leaving behind a business or putting it on pause in order to become an author, to wander the world and gather my words and my experiences and dilute it down to the most potent concentration of medicine, of edification to those who are called to my work, not just now, but for years to come. You know, a long time ago, and by a long time ago, I mean 2013, 2014, maybe even 2012, I created a vision board. I had a Michigan Avenue apartment in Chicago. It was a studio. It literally looked out on Michigan Avenue. So all the parades, all the marathons, all of the Soldier Field events, whether the Bears were playing or it was a concert, I had frontline views into this, living in this apartment. And I remember this urge again for travel. I had no idea where the island of Bali was. In fact, if you guys don't know this, I only heard about Bali because I dated someone who talked about Bali all the time. And I was like, oh my God, if I ever marry this man, we're going to get married in Bali. Like, <laughs> seriously. And it just goes to show that did not happen, obviously. But he talked about it so much that I was like, this is the place I want to go. And that seed of like, hmm, I desire adventure. I'm kind of over my career and I want a hard reset. I want to launch into my womanhood, which I really felt the initiation into the beginnings of womanhood at age 28 for me. And I'm talking about empowered womanhood, not just like by age womanhood or by bodily function womanhood, right? And I had this little vision board. I didn't even sit down and say Bali and crowns and Balinese culture, any of that. I had a vision board that was a cork board and I would just pen up different things that I caught my eye about travel and changing your life again and exploration and adventure and bright colors and palm leaves. Like, you know, I had no idea it would be Bali. And over time, that's what happened. It ended up being Bali. It ended up being, you know, a three-week trip that turned into moving there in less than two months because I gave myself permission to explore and to envision and to feel. It wasn't about naming the exact thing. It truly was about the feeling state. And 
The reason why it's so important to highlight this is because I almost feel like we have commercialized and commoditized. Is that a word? Is that a word, y'all? Commoditized? I think so. Commodified? Whatever. We've turned into a commodity, spirituality, and growth so much that we can speak to it so smartly, but it dilutes and like butchers the experience of being it. It's almost like explaining it to y'all still does not capture the experience of it. I can tell you to do this, but when you do it from your own intuition, when you do it from your own heart, when you do it from your own spirit-led experience of being present in your life, these words don't even fucking commute to it. And that's what I want to inspire you to understand and to realize and to take on yourself is the living of this. The words don't scratch the surface to the lived experience. So you might think that you're not doing it and you're looking for me or someone else to guide you or tell you or teach you. But telling you this stuff is only even tapping in, in my experience, to the mental gate. And I want to penetrate into your heart and your energy field and help ignite what's already there for you, asking you to trust yourself to dive deeper into the lived experience. When I hit 250K of revenue in my business, it was super easy. And let me tell you why. It wasn't because of strategy. I actually had no strategy. I was going off of what I felt, how I was inspired, what my heart said to do, who came to my door and I felt moved to work with them. It came easy because I had always envisioned that making 250K salary or $250,000 in a year would be my like, I'm happy. You know, I never really this has changed. But in, back in the day, I didn't dream of like having a million dollar job. Like no one really has a million dollar job unless you're CEO of like the hugest corporations, right? In my mind, I was like, oh, if I become a VP in advertising or a senior strategist director and I make 250 to 300,000 a year, I'll be happy as my salary. Like that's all I really aspired to back then. And now that has evolved to desiring to be a multi-million dollar brand guide, author, teacher, owning, you know, real estate and all these other things. That's part of my business and brand and really my life. But back then it was like, yeah, I just want to make 250, $275, $300,000 a year and I'm good to go. And so being aligned in, in the heart of my business, it was very easy to look up and be like, oh, I didn't realize the revenue was hitting $250,000 and surpassing it. Because I was already in my energy field for so long. Now, giving myself again, quote unquote, permission, but really stepping into envisioning and my heart sense for wanting millions of dollars in a year, a million and or millions, right? Eventually in a year, that's being cultivated in my energy field from my desire. My desire is for a reason, right? I don't want these numbers just for no reason. I think that's definitely the definition of greed, right? But, and we can talk about conscious business and money and pricing and reasons and all that stuff. In fact, if you haven't ever heard, Spiritual B-School is still, they're on sale. It's recordings of all the things I've learned and guided my clients through. If you're a spiritual entrepreneur, if you're a creative entrepreneur, if you're a conscious entrepreneur or aspire to be, it's the perfect foundational teaching workshops, sessions, classes in my business and in others. And it's like a starter pack. It has like 19 different teachings about business and how I've run my business and also consulted in other people's business to set up the foundations and get you making your first 
5,000, 10,000, even 15 a month. So check that out. If you're interested, the link is in the bio. A little side note since we're talking about business right now, but it was a number, the 250,000 a year was a number that was in my mind and I didn't even remember that it was in my mind. So that money actually came relatively easy. I didn't have to strategize for it. I didn't have to look at pricing models for it. I just priced what I wanted in my business and served from my heart and had a vision of a successful business that people loved and appreciated and understood the intricacies and the detail of the business and felt the heart of my guidance, right? And my consulting and my coaching. So again, it's an example, a different example, right? Of having a vision and having your heart activated on something and it comes to fruition. And it was very loosely held. Like I wasn't thinking every year, I can't wait for my business to make 250,000. Like I didn't even know. I didn't know when I made my first six figures and I didn't know when we were inching up to (laughs) 250K. And then when we surpassed it, it was just like, oh, that happened. Another example of this And gosh, now that I'm talking about this, a really good product to purchase is my How I Healed This series. I think I did five teachings that dove in very deeply about five areas of my life, like money, business, relationship, something else. I can't remember. We'll put the link in bio. But as I'm talking about this, I'm like, oh, yeah, we did. We dove deep into all these things. And I'll give you guys another side note. I'm actually thinking about going back to that series and adding more teachings and stories and like here's what I did and here's what happened to inspire and encourage you as you walk your own path and it's been on my mind for a bit so if that comes up if you purchase how I heal this or you've already purchased it because it's like one of the best-selling passive like I think it's I think it's like less it's definitely less than $100 I know that for sure it might even be like $37 I can't I can't remember right now but the point is If you purchase it or you have purchased it, you will automatically get the updated content that I add to the series whenever I do that, because that's been on my mind for a little bit. But coming back to this, I remember when I was really working on healing my heart so that I could call in partnership. And at the time, you guys listening right now, I am I'm engaged, right? And so I remember having a notebook specifically dedicated to my love life. And I was working through healing broken hearts and distrust and all kinds of gnarly things in my lineages that was showing up in my life. And also things that happened in my childhood that imprinted me with different types of scenarios when it came to love and partnership and being with a man in this lifetime for love, right? And romance and all that good stuff. And so I remember... <laughs> I had a particular entry and journey around the things I want my partner to say to me and do to me and for me and who I wanted them to be for me. And lo and behold, I remember when I met my fiance and we were dating, I was just like, I had to ask him straight up. I was like, you know, I won't be mad at all, but I just need to ask you and I, a question and I really need your honesty here. And he's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, did you read my journal? Did you read the pink journal with like the crown on it? (laughs) And he's like, no, I would never read your things or go through your things. And he's like, why? And I was like, well, because you're literally saying things that I journaled, like word for word verbatim that I said I wanted my partner to say. And he was like, wow, are you serious? Are you just fucking with me? You know, just trying to like pull at my heart. And I was like, no, I'm dead ass serious. Like, are you sure you didn't look at my journal? And he's like, no, I don't even know where you keep a journal. I don't, I didn't do that. 
And I was like, my goodness, it's just so powerful when you connect to, again, your vision, your desires, your heart, what you really want to experience at the deepest level, like truly, like unbound, unbridled, completely, deeply in it. I desire this. I know that it's true. I know that it's possible. It comes to you and it comes to you literally like as if you wrote a movie script. So again, connect to your desire, your desires from your heart, your desires are of your destiny. Those things will allow you to start envisioning what you want. And with those two combined desire and vision, you will start to create the energy of possibility. And with that, we creational women can have and create and experience whatever the fuck we want. That is our promise from God. I truly believe from the gods, if we will, if we want to say it that way. And with that energy of possibility, you'll be inspired to take rightful action, action that does not deplete you, action that is aligned to what you want at the right enoughness, not overdoing, not underdoing. So the takeaway here is I want you to tune into what's possible for you, just as I am right now. And we're going to be doing this forever in our lives, but it's so important, I believe, to be doing it right now as we are sharing old identities in this eclipse energy, as the next three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, and beyond for another year, we'll be embodying and cultivating and calcifying and setting up the structures for this new identity and this new life that you are here to birth, that I am here birthing right now. And so if you feel heavy in this moment, especially under this eclipse energy, and you need to get into new energies <laughs> or new spaces to be supported, right? To be supported as you move through embodying and creating these new possibilities and moving through this process. I always say, get into a new environment, get around good people who understand this, who are doing this in their own way, travel, cultivate sisterhood and experiences. And guess what? Yes, we are doing that inside of the Elevating Woman Retreat. If you haven't heard, we're doing a four-day, three-night retreat in Baja, California, Sur, right off into Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. The retreat is happening August 31st through September 3rd, 2023. It is for an intimate group of 15 women who will journey with me into the beautiful desert energy of the island to connect with the ocean, connect with our higher selves, connect with our creational energy as full whole women who are changing our whole entire lives, who are changing our whole entire lineages, who are living our legacies right now. So if you are unlocking a new version of yourself through this eclipse energy and you've been working on this or feeling called to this for quite some time, if you are a woman who's been like, you know what, I've done some great things, but I need to do things differently. I need to see myself differently. I need to see things differently. This retreat is for you. If you are birthing, and are beginning to embody a new identity and a new aspect of yourself and you want to be supported and guided into that journey to get clarity, to gain confidence in this new expression of yourself and all that you can do, this Elevating Woman's Retreat is the retreat that I've created for you. Before we can take action, we have to be rooted in our conviction and our desire. And sometimes we just need the rest, the support, 
pampering, the guidance to access that desire and that conviction. We don't have to do it alone. So I'm so excited to be offering the Elevating Woman Retreat, and I would love for you to be a part of it. If you're interested in that, check out the link in the show notes, and you can obviously reach out to me directly, either via email or hit me up on Instagram at Ash Inspires. Whatever you choose to do, whether you come on the retreat or not, I want to just, again, remind you that this is the time to plan now for your future. And we don't do that in the way that we've been doing it before, right? We're doing that from our energy, we're doing that from our knowing, and we're doing that from our embodiment. Okay, I hope this episode is ministering to your soul and giving you the medicine and the inspiration you need. Whatever you do, do it with courage and do it with compassion as you walk your path in life. I'm sending you lots of love wherever you are. Thanks for being here. That's a wrap for this episode of It's Still Happening. Thank you for listening in and being a part of my journey. It means so much to me. Here's what's next. I'd love to know what you got out of this episode. So leave a review about it before you go. And afterwards, make sure that you rate, subscribe if you aren't already, and share this podcast on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Ash Inspires. And if you'd like to connect on a deeper level, check out my website and hop on my email list. All the links you need are in the show notes. Until next time, may you continue walking your unique path of freedom with conviction, courage, and compassion. I'm sending you love wherever you are.